Episode 85. We still ain't hit 100 episodes. (laughs) (laughs) I know other podcasters with like 500 episodes deep in the same time listening to this. Like, you ain't even done 100 episodes. We're on episode 365. But you think we've been doing the football podcast every other week. So um, it is the 85th episode of Beer Up and Banner at Beer Up Bants. Um, as always, myself, Ben English, one of your hosts. Yeah, myself, Cal Sirius. It is the dynamic duo Martinelli and Smith Rowe come mm. to with that hardcore blow. Plow, plow, plow. You know? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Big up to... Um, Ash and Ryan, who can't be here. Um, no guests today, so it's just me and Cal going back to back like we used to do back in um, back in uh, the original podcast days when you had me sitting on that mad small seat and I used to get backache and this <laughs> cramp. And you you, was, you had your big uh, Captain uh, Jean-Luc Picard chair that just turned around. <laughs> man had the, the big man office chair. Yeah, that was back in my little dingy little flat in South London. No, it wasn't dingy, man. It was nice. It was, it was good, man. It was it was it was solid, man. It was a good little spot. It was. I think the best thing was that it was actually quite spacious. That's what I was looking for. So much space in there, I could build a flipping vocal booth in the living room. <laughs> right? um, but when I put that in there, it got real dingy because I swallowed up all the flipping space. Yeah, but. Hey, listen, at least you had your own space to do it, man. So, so big up you and big up all the listeners that have been there since day one, since the beginning. Yeah, man. Shout out to the originals. Someone talking about be at the beginning, someone who's kind of been um, almost like ever present in my life from the beginning is MF Doom. Mm. Um, now, not really from the beginning of my life, but let's say from the beginning of um, hip hop discovery, man. When, yeah. When did you get into Doom personally? Because let's, let's talk about this, because obviously um, MF Doom passed. Um, well, the news of him passing came on New Year's Eve, but he passed a few months ago. Um, his family kept kept quiet, so obviously everyone was, was upset. Um, yeah, so sorry, Cal, your, your sort of first experiences? Um, you know, I was someone who actually got into Doom kind of late. Um, so I knew of him, but I wasn't really into him, into him. And people kept telling me, I remember you telling me as well, yeah, yeah, this, this Doom guy is dope, you should listen to Doom. Um, and it was just one of those ones where I didn't really get it. So I guess the, the beginning of my, the, the really begin, beginning of my hip hop journey came in the early nineties with like Wu Tang and then like kind of like Red Man, Death Squad, that kind of thing. Um, and then Doom, I, I kind of got into Doom when, um, when his first album dropped. So, you know, Operation Doomsday is when I first started thinking, okay, these guys are all right. Um, but wasn't that much into him. But it was when he dropped food. Mm. That's when I. That's when I was like, "Yo, okay, I see it now. I really see it now." And at that time, I was, boy, what was I doing back in those times, man? Uh, I was at uni back then, man. So I wasn't really even into rap that much. But that was one that made me think, because that was the time when, like, you know, it was like the shiny suit era, and it was rap was getting really commercial. Um, and you didn't really get artists like MF Doom in the limelight. So he would have kind of gone under the radar a little bit while, you know, maybe your guys like Dipset would have maybe been more popular at the time. Um, Cameron, Mace, you know what I mean? Artists like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, how about you, man? Um, I, I, I always remember you talking about Doom from back in the day. Yeah. Um, 
So I got into Doom mainly, but well, I got introduced to Doom at university uh, and the Operation Doomsday project through some other sort of some other guys that I was listening to rap, like uh, skateboarder, backpack type guys. Because um, I was just looking now. So Doomsday 99 dropped at the same time as uh, Most Deaths Black on Both Sides, 2001 by Dre, I Am, uh, A Prince Among Thieves, Eternal Affairs. So I was listening to all those people. I was listening uh, to all that bar Doom at that point. And uh, Jay-Z Volume 3, yeah, before, yeah, so I wasn't really into Doom then in 99 when he first dropped. I got into Doom big time in, like, 03, so a few years down the line with the Victor Vaughan, King Ghidorah, um, like, his his aliases. And then I knew of him with KMD, and I knew of some Doomsday, uh, Operation Doomsday stuff with, like, uh, Stretch, and, Stretch and Bobbio, obviously, and... Um, Knew knew it, but I wasn't like wigging out to like Doomsday. Obviously, like everyone was wigging out. I'm not gonna lie, but when I heard Mad Villain with his project with um, what's it called? Who did he do? Oh, Mad Lib. Sorry, that was like so. Oh four, oh three, oh four. When I when I was listening, I was li- living in Manchester, and I was listening to him with some guys, my housemates, and it was just like, yo, this like we just listened to it like, just the production, the skits, the concepts the bars so and then from there obviously mm food and then the the special herbs the production stuff that um my friend kippo put me on to because he, he, he made a lot of his own beats as well didn't he but um definitely definitely will be missed and a, and a sad loss and just showing everyone that you can just do your own thing like like you said the shiny suit era and the whole uh backpack era where doom he, he wasn't obviously shiny sue and that and that whole thing but then even with the backpack he was like he wasn't really seen a lot he'd hop in and hop out um and yeah he was doing his own thing man and and the different aliases doomsday and victor vaughn and king you know like the, the king keeder the multi-headed dragon thing and um yeah man this dope lyricist uh dope artist and um i, I recommend everyone who listens to our show today just to go through their stuff just to go through his catalogue and just listen to it you know we've got we've got technology now where you can listen to any artist you want man so definitely go through i've got his vinyl here uh some of his bits but um definitely go through definitely go through um yeah i think you had some of his vinyls on display uh on our film set um i forget which one it was exactly Operation Mad, Doomsday, Mad probably. Doomsday, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, that artwork was dope. But I think for me, the standout project was Mad Villain. That that album with um, uh, on uh, Stones Row was was is ridiculous, man. And it's got one of my favorite records, Fancy Clown, as well. So yeah, that that Madlib production, man, crazy, absolutely crazy. Mm, but he did um, stuff. He did stuff with. Um, he did like he he mixed with other people as well, didn't he? So he did stuff with uh, Bishop Naruto, who's like a young guy, um, and he collaborated with uh, Danger Danger Mouse, and so he was up for working with different people. Uh, Cesar that reminded me about that because I haven't um I haven't checked out the Danger Doom project. I've been kind of going back through uh, all of uh, MF Doom's work, but I haven't checked out Danger Doom. Sorry, and you was just saying about the Starface thing. Yeah, he jumped on that as well, didn't he? Yeah. Um, 
Um, I always saw Sarface as kind of like a, a, a bootleg, like, you know what I mean? Like a pound shop MF Doom. That's kind of the vibe they were going with. But it was kind of nice that, you know, they could show him love and then do a collab album with him down the line. Because yeah. um, I kind of got the feeling that maybe they were a bit more prominent than he was. Maybe it's because of different eras and stuff. Like, you know, like all of the drill rappers now, they've got a lot more of a presence than what like rappers had back in our day when we was rapping. Yeah. You know what I mean? So maybe just by the time that Starface came out, it was easier. You know what I mean? Like you're talking about technology moves on. Dudes can get cameras. Dudes can do everything themselves independently. Whereas back in the day, you would have had to shell out loads of money to to put productions together. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just wasn't affordable. So a lot of people didn't do certain things. Or they just did things that looked real mad low budget, man. Like when you see those early Doom videos, they look mad low budget. Yeah, like, that's, that was the time. In the it? park. <laughs> <laughs> well, even he had a thing of like he'd, he'd, he'd play at shows or festivals, and it wouldn't even be him. That was that was a big allure to him, like the mystery behind the mask. Like no one knew. Like people knew who he was, obviously through KMD or whatever. But like if he had a booking. He, at a festival it wasn't him it'd be some other guy in a mask who'd be doing karaoke or he wasn't doing press he wasn't doing a lot of releases so I think he there was a mystique about him man other than being one of the greatest lyricists of all time um, and putting out classic albums there was, a, there was a big mystique about him so R.I.P. MF Doom and obviously he'd be sadly missed from everyone in the music community not even in the hip-hop community but the music community but um yeah, i've seen loads of tributes coming in there's people in rock and in other genres that were influenced by doom um people really loved what he did man um and it's it's funny that although i wasn't heavy into doom myself when i was really into rap and when i was even crafting my own style mm. i've realized now that i've gone back and listened to it that he's had a huge influence on me as well man. yeah yeah um, no i I'd definitely i definitely that whole period of like when I was at university up north and getting in with like skate, not that I could skate or anything. I was shocked, you know, I'd probably black break. Try to. No, man, never, 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 never. I think, I think I tr- when I was a kid, I tried to, to ride a skateboard on my road and I was like on my knee pushing along like, <laughs> wee! <laughs> I couldn't ride a skateboard, man. That's, that's, but I big up the skaters as well because they're, they're the skaters who weren't from the bits. They weren't from London that I met who only knew about hip hop through the skater videos. They loved uh, the backpack stuff. They loved Wu-Tang. They loved um, Def Jux. They left rock. They love raucous records. They loved uh, Fondalem records, which um, Doom had stuff on. So um, big up, big up everyone that, that put me onto things. And uh, that Doom definitely 03, 04, 05. Yeah, was a, was a good time, man. And then obviously like anything, your music, the, the, the interests change or, or, or you think about other characters and other, other musicians. So, yeah, man, definitely going to have a bit more doom rocking. So, yeah, big up, big up, big up. Um, yeah. Um, well, it's not all doom and gloom for Arsenal at the moment, man. I'm actually just really happy that Arsenal are playing well. That's a mad switch from music to, to sport like that. But, um, yeah, three wins on the bounce. And Arsenal doing well. It's definitely not down in the dumps and doom and gloom. It's not MF gloom. <laughs> yeah, FA Cup game coming up today. Would you reckon? Would we think of uh, Arsenal's chances? Yeah, that's on later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I th- yeah, I think we'll win. I think we'll win, and obviously it'll be good to see him play 
a reserve team to see. I was basically saying in one WhatsApp group, it'll be interesting to see who Arteta plays today uh, as an indication of who who, who then starts against Palace because he has to give the, the youngsters a, a rest. He has to bring in Partey and Gabriel and he has to play Willian and Pepe, make them prove themselves because they've been trashed. So, you know, I, I think I think we'll beat Newcastle. Obviously, this is our this is our cup. This is our, you know, our thing. And Newcastle's not the, not the worst game to sort of kickstart. It'll be a good challenge, but get them out of the way. But I'm looking forward to it. big FA Cup weekend. Um, so yeah, man, that's it. Any, anything to take my mind of what's been going on with the news? Did you see the Trump supporters and everything? Did you watch Flipping that? In hell, yeah. Have you seen some of the memes with that guy dropping out of the window? No, what? Well, no, <laughs> one of these supporters, yeah. So. Uh, anyone listening that don't know what's going on, um, Trump put out some inflammatory tweets that kind of, you know, inspired people to take action. And his Trump supporters, they went and rolled on the Capitol, the Capitol <laughs> building, like the government building. Um, and it almost like they were trying to take over the country or something, whatever the, the point of it was, I don't know. Um, and so they stormed the Capitol and they broke in and then there was obviously all of these riots and things like I think about four people died or something and yeah, there's one for the people I just keep seeing these little clips of little things like obviously everyone's got smartphones and everyone's filming everything there's cameras everywhere these days you can just see loads of random stuff when you're online and there's this one guy who's like scaling the side of the building he's scaling it scaling it and then he drops oh I see. yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> so the funniest what I saw it was on um, Jamie Foxx's Instagram yeah like they cut, they cut the Super Mario music to it. <laughs> All the, the coins. I know that's that's Sonic with the rings in it. All the rings, all the rings popped out. Did you see the woman hold the hold the shot? Because I spoke about it in the group. Did you see the woman who was climbing through the window and held a hold a stiff one to the chest and got shot? Ah, oh, didn't even see that one. That's crazy, man. Bro, serves them right, man. Fuck them all. They all should have got fucking arrested and maced up and shot. What's what's telling is, and this was a small percentage of people, you know, these 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 groups who were storming Capitol Hill, like the building, in order to sort of delay, um, you know, the handing over to to Biden or the initial stage. I don't know the ins and outs, but you know, if this had been a Black Lives Matter protest or any other protest, then these these people wouldn't have got as far as the first step. The fact that these were like white Americans were being let in by the police, were being, you know, ushered in in some videos. Police were like just keeping an eye on them. You know, is this is this sad, man? I just feel sorry for because it's embarrassing for Americans, and we got American listeners. I got family in America, and it's 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 embarrassing because they then feel this reflects them, and and they might not feel the way these these people felt who were storming Capitol Hill, but it it, it doesn't look good on the country. There's a failed coup. Failed takeover. Epic fail. I mean, there was talk that Trump wasn't going to go peacefully and that he wasn't going to leave. And I, I thought it was just battle. But he does seem like a sore loser, man. And he didn't actually come out and say, you know, I want you guys to go and ride on the Capitol building. Let's take over this thing. But, you know, if you could read into it. Twitter read into it and they cut off his accounts where Donald Trump has officially been banned from Twitter. Point, what is it? 88.7 million followers. Now they locked off, they locked off, they locked off Wiley quicker than they locked off Donald Trump. Let that sink in. 
mate, I mean, Trump has been talking shit for years. And I guess no. that some of the things that he say, you could say is kind of like inciting tensions, inciting violence, inciting racial kind of tensions and, and, and just little things like what there's there's one famous tweet he had where he said, uh, if they loot in then we shoot in. So, like in a response to the Black Lives Matter protests. Which is a completely different the tone. Starts, yeah. Right, the looting shot. When the looting starts, the shooting starts. It's like what? So that's that's kind of like a statement of intent, isn't it? If you touch any of our properties, you black people, we're gonna cap your asses. But then it's such a double standard. Like when people are riding on the Capitol building, and he should be saying, you know what I mean? If you start breaking into this building, we're gonna put a cap in your ass too. Family. He, he said, I love you. He goes, oh, I, I love you guys. I know how you feel. Like, listen, all, all this footage of uh, people are getting round, rounded up. The FBI are on it. They're arresting people. People, people have stormed the building wearing their, wearing their ID. Did you see the footage of the, um, the police officer, the black guy who was running up the stairs away from the, 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 uh, the, the protesters who stormed the building? And it's like when you're, in, when you're playing... Um, you're in your last last life or some fucking computer game, and he's running away and trying to spray him and shit. It was mad. Police, police didn't know what to do, or well, they did know what to do, and they didn't want to do it because uh, shots, uh, shots would be firing, mate. I tell you. It. I mean, it, I think it's already proven to be a more rowdy affair than a lot of the other peaceful protests we've seen. Although at peaceful protests, there is still a lot of violence and people, you know, getting arrested people dying these things happen don't they um but i don't know man it's 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 a it's a sign of the times i think it's a, sign it's a mad way yeah mad way to start 2021 we just hope that everyone you know we just hope everyone over there just stays safe and it's mad it's mad there'll be more footage of everyone just storming the building but yeah they just they just rolled in their defense Sorry, sorry to cut you there. I was going to say, talking about Trump supporters, another Trump supporter, Kanye West. Kanye Tither. So, so it's been announced that Kanye and his wife, Kim Kardashian West, might just be getting a divorce. I mean, me personally, that that's not something that I have a whole lot to say about. Um, I'm scratching for things to, to kind of say to make it to make it interesting. It's 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 a talking point, isn't it? Because obviously they're maybe the world's biggest celebrity couple. Everybody knows who they are, um, and they might finally be getting a divorce. They talk that they've had problems for a while. Um, I watched just just to talk about Kim Soya because I know it's not really like, um. I mean, what they do is, who knows, you know, but uh, good luck to them. But there was a whole documentary about celebrities and like the, the, the history of celebrities and the culture of celebrities since the beginning of the 2000s. I don't know if you saw that. I recommend that. And it's basically had Kim Kardashian when she was in the background to Paris Hilton. Do you remember Paris Hilton, that blonde, that blonde chick that was, um, it was like a socialite and got, had a, had a sex tape and, and she got famous from just being. What do you mean? Do you remember? Has she gone somewhere? She disappeared. No, but I mean, like, well, she's disappeared out of everyone's memory, isn't it? She's not really important. Not active. Oh, I don't know. I don't no, know. not really. Not I thought she was the daughter of the guy who owns the Hilton Hotels. 
and so she just got money. She's always going to be all right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She'll always be all right. But basically, this is just talking about the history of celebrities in the modern day, like Big Brother, uh, Love Island, Kim mm-hmm. Kardashian. And they showed Kim Kardashian just in the background of this Paris Hilton girl, always in the background, always in the background before you knew it. She's like, she's at the forefront. She shot a little sex tape with Ray J. And mm-hmm. then now look at her. She's gone. She's gone clear. Um, Didn't she have a music career as well at one point? Paris Hilton did, yeah. Not um, not Kim Kardashian, I don't think. My bad, my bad. I was thinking Paris Hilton, so yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's interesting that people can just do a sex tape and a, sex tape and then become a celebrity like that. But I suppose it's uh, it's more to it than just that. It's because it's Ray J as well, isn't it? Um, and because she's she's really attractive as well. She's not just any random chick. Like she's actually an attractive woman. She seems, I mean, I don't know personally, good luck to him. Who knows what happens with um, with Kanye West. As long as it doesn't affect his music, man, I'd, I'll just listen to his music. And if he can, you know, just, just keep making good music. I don't really listen to his rants. I didn't watch that um, Joe Rogan podcast with him. Did you see that? That was like a three-hour talk with Joe Rogan and Kanye West. And, um, oh man, I found that hard to watch. Um, just because he waffles on, man, he just goes on complete randoms. You can see how his mind works. It's just like all over the shop. Yeah. Um, I saw bits of it. Often I don't have time to to catch a lot of podcasts like I used to, man. Um, it's weird. Ever since I started podcasting, I stopped being a podcast listener so much. But um, that's just how it goes, I suppose. Nowadays, it's the ways. But yeah, Kimye, they call him. You know, uh, if they do get a divorce, I think this could be a messy one because obviously there's kids. And just like when anyone gets a divorce, right, there's, there's kids involved. Um, you own properties like it, it, it will probably be like because a marriage is like a contract, isn't it? You yeah. know better than me because obviously you are married. And so there's going to be like legally binding agreements to worry about. It's going to be a mess. I reckon they would have signed some sort of prenup because they both got their own money and own things so i reckon because he didn't help make her and she didn't help make him they supported one another but they were they were they were well established before they got together so i reckon any prenups are there um on the other hand i've got this dr dre who was recovering from a reported brain aneurysm get well soon dr dre go go from one producer to the next uh, dr J reportedly agrees to pay two million in temporary spousal support to a strange wife from his hospital bed so this is news that um, he's giving temporary support to his ex-wife. Um, and you were just talking about sort of divorces and how they can be messy and everything works out. But that's mad. Imagine having to give two mil. It's a lot, though, man. I mean, well, Jeff Bezos had to give a lot more to his wife when they got divorced. Who? Jeff Bezos, the former richest oh, man the in the Amazon. World. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, like, <laughs> divorces are messy. I mean, I would say... If if you are someone who's rich and famous, getting a prenuptial agreement is a great idea. Um, whether or not Kimye did that or not, I, I don't know. Um, personally, I actually like them together as a couple. I thought they made a good couple. And um, I'm a bit sad to hear that they are splitting up. I like couples to stay together, man. So, um, you know. But, now we're going to get all it, of these rumours about who they're going to be seeing next and all of this stuff. Yeah, you don't want to see some sort of Will Smith and Jada Pinkett entanglement where they're together in the camera, but secretly someone's getting someone's getting 
chop from behind the scenes and that would be mad. That would be mad. It's a divorce. I hope to never divorce. Shit, the amount of money I put into this wedding and this 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 relationship and everything, I ain't trying to divorce me. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it's um, I've, I've I've spoken to guys who've been divorced before, man, and um, they're always like, it, it always takes a lot out of a man when um, when he ends up getting a divorce, because you know a man's gonna work hard his all his whole life to try and provide, um, and to to you know obviously to have the mother of your children and to just not see eye to eye with her anymore like you're still gonna have to make sure that she's all right in it because she's looking after your seats man so you're gonna have to really just like break her off a little something something make sure she's all right I spoke to someone just the other day do you, do you remember steve do you remember remember the um when we did the uh the little photo shoot down in woolwich for the yes. uh, for our brb picks and the guy that was taking the pictures, Steve, yeah, he was telling me about a situation he had as well. Um, and, and trying to impart some wisdom, you know? So, yeah, I think that's the way you got to look at it. you got to look at it from like a, a, a wise kind of perspective and thinking about, you know, just making sure that you look after your family and that you can have your peace. You go your separate ways and, and everybody has their peace. Everybody has harmony. You know, that's what you want, man. Yeah, definitely, man. There's a lot of what, what, what one gem did he give you that you could maybe share? Like, what one thing? I mean, he probably gave you a few gems, but um, he was talking about property, and he was saying how it's important for a man to own his own property, um, and you know, so when you split from your missus you know you can let her have like a place where she can stay with the children and everything but then you're not going to be struggling you're not going to be on your face you're going to have somewhere where you can go and you can stay as oh, well. okay yeah, yeah okay so have, have have a go to have a set have a place yeah so I, I would say this the strategy he's talking about there is 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 when you get married then the next step is to or if you can do it before you get married the next step would be to um to, to, to invest in property and mm-hmm. to have more than one oh, which I think is this, yeah that's that's something that a lot of people do just sounds like uh, good advice to me man yeah 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 um, speaking of advice and relationships I've got this article here that um, we can probably relate to our listeners can so this was basically um, how to be happy in two, 2021 uh, how to have better sex um, and here are some here are some here are some of the advice because we used to give advice on the podcast as well. You know, we used to have like the top things to do to be mindful or, and and here are a few, I'm going to share these and then we can just discuss. Top things to do. Mind your business, you nosy bastards. (laughs) Right. Here we go. So it was, um, the, uh, the best quality for great sex is curiosity. Be playful with your touch. And remember that not every movement you make needs to be mind blowing. Consensual touch given with care and curiosity is always going to contribute something nice to a sexual experience. Um, Create an environment in which desire can thrive. Turn off your phone, try to put everyday stress to one side and go to work. Uh, This one's interesting. Try acrobatic new positions is overrated. Variation. (laughs) (laughs) Standing on your head or... (laughs) 
Acrobatic swing, new position. Swinging from the okay. chandeliers. Various variations on classics work far better than anything that will risk you slipping a disc or putting your back out. <laughs> Rather than reinventing the wheel, think about the sensations you're looking for and choose a position that's going to provide that. So basically, just just stick to your position. Insects, there's no more than what? One, two, three. I'll probably do about... What are you going to do? Five five positions at the most, really, nowadays, as you get older. When you're young, you're trying to do cartwheels and wheelbarrows and Yeah, everything. do a backflip and slip it in. <laughs> like WWF, like off the top turf, and she's just there like, no, 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 no. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. What was he thinking? What was he thinking? How is he ever going to get up from that? <laughs> it's over. It's over. Oh, man. Wrong, actually. Um, so this, is, this was a big one, and this is one that all couples can relate to. Stop having sex just before going to sleep. That's an interesting one you got there. Stop having sex before... You go to sleep. So make it a thing. Like, okay, we're actually just going to have sex. Like, it might be in the afternoon. might be in the morning. It might be in the evening. But it's got nothing to do with us going to sleep and us having sex and then just going to sleep. Agreed. That's the best sex. Random sex, like in the morning, um, just a random whenever, wherever, rather than the routine of, okay, going to bed, brushing your teeth, putting your pyjamas on, laying down, blah, blah, blah. And it's, I know there's a time and a place, but sometimes it's good just to, just to get involved, just to get it on and get involved, man. That's a good one. Routine. Couples can relate to that because then you get into the routine of, of just having sex at night or before bed and then you're tired or stressed or you don't want to wake the baby or you don't want to wake the kids if they're up, you know what I mean? Or if you're if you if you're staying over, you don't want to wake the parents. Or mate, someone sent me a video the other day with a couple having sex, and then the kid walks in, and then they they kind of stop for a minute, and then the kid was like just trying to mess around with them and trying to trying to jump like say like the guy was sitting on the bed and and the woman was riding him like reverse cowgirl yeah, mm. and then the, the kid wants to go and, and jump in between the two of them. <laughs> So the kids like jumping in between the two of them, playing with mommy's hair, messing around, and then they just kind of keep going, and you're like, what? And then no. the kid just starts crawling around on the bed, and just you know what I mean? And they just keep going, like it was just like, wow, that's wild, man. That's kind of yeah. That, then, that, then you'd have to then you'd have to pull you know time out, and then and then put the kid away, put the kid to bed, or, or move the kid away, or here's the or, thing though, like here's the thing, like would could that not make it more awkward? Could it could the, that like, because the kid might just think, oh, mum and dad are just lying in bed, and you know, obviously, they're kind of naked, didn't? Because they're in bed, they were sleeping, and you know, what I mean, and the kid just crawls and say like two, three year old child, you know what I mean? Don't really know nothing, um, and then mummy's just bouncing up and down on daddy's lap, probably thinking mummy's just bouncing on the bed. I want to get on the bed. I want to bounce on the bed too. <laughs> but if you actually react like, oh no, no, no we didn't, we didn't get it. that, that that might just surprise the child, and that. Oh just, yeah, yeah. Just be, you know, like be like a memory that sticks in your <laughs> mind. And then when they're 13, they, they suddenly 
think back to that memory and like when they got surprised catching my parents oh no they were having sex that's what it was and they're going to John Lewis <laughs> and they're testing out different beds and they're bouncing on the bed for testing it spring and it all starts coming back and they're like no <laughs> no that's what they were doing they weren't just bouncing <laughs> it's when they put two and two together and realised that their parents were getting or their mum was getting chopped Okay. Now you've got to handle that with care. You've got to handle that with care. But and yeah, but um, don't just leave it to the night time. Uh, avoid chasing an orgasm. Uh, this person says they've been guilty of making sex so goal orientated that I forgot to enjoy all the stuff leading up to the grand final. Try to avoid preconceived notions of what's going to happen before you get started and take away the focus. Um, so don't just concentrate on the orgasm. Concentrate on everything leading up to the orgasm, which I think applies to sort of men being with women more so because men were just not like it don't take much but women you need to warm them up warm up the thing you know what I'm saying a little bit of a little bit of a start up crank, crank <laughs> the shaft get the start motor going <laughs> especially on these cold mornings man you got to let the let the engine run defrost the car scrape it down put a little WD-40 in it <laughs> Make sure it's all oiled up, that working well, you know, you know a little lubricant and that, you know. Believe, believe in the importance of solo sex, masturbation in a space to indulge in your own pleasure and explore new sensations. If you're in a relationship, it's easy to feel as if your sexuality is tied to your partner, but it exists in its own right. Invest in time to explore this on your own as a way of claiming, a, uh, claiming agency over your pleasure. So basically, just keep cracking one out. Claiming agency over your pleasure. What a phrase. I mean, chasing an orgasm, right? Isn't that something that a lot of people do? Like, a lot of guys might be like, you know I mean? I'm going for mine, so you better try and get yours. Like, I'm just going to nut as quickly as possible. <laughs> That's like I'm that done. Bernie Mac. You like the Bernie Mac comedy scene. He's like, <laughs> I'm going to get mine, you better get yours. You know? Um, and then there's some women that will do the same, won't they? They'll be trying to orgasm so i think that's an interesting point to make man be um be a considerate lover and try to not chase an orgasm for yourself but try to please your partner in it i got i got with someone once and she once said that she'd never had an orgasm and you think raw like how is that that's mad did you change all of that uh i, I tried shit <laughs> <laughs> Because you know what, something that, like I met a woman once that said to me she'd never squared. Now that isn't that bizarre because some women do and some women don't, right? Um, but yeah, it's it's just a quirk, isn't it? I suppose. Or because yeah. you would think to yourself, "Wow, have you never just like met the right person?" Or could it actually be you? Could it be like biologically there's something going on there yeah that's what i'm saying like could it be mental i mean the the, the, the mm-hmm. squirting thing the yeah. squirting thing is is not every woman does it um or or has it has, has had done whatever to them to help them to help them do it i've only experienced it once and even then it was like mad um <laughs> bless you yeah um, so yeah, I don't know, man. It's interesting, but each each to their own. That's when people need to experience their own thing. And like I said, there's no boundaries in sex. There's no nothing's off limits as long as you're both consenting. You should just do whatever. You're right, man. You're getting the old sneezes. 
Yeah. Yeah, sex between consent and adults should be all good. Sneeze, sneezing during uh, sneezing during sex is jokes. What? Sneezing while you're having sex. Is that something? Are you talking from experience? Yeah, I've sneezed during sex. I've farted while getting head. <laughs> that is a mad thing. Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't that wasn't a good experience. It was embarrassing, but yeah, not good for her. <laughs> yeah, definitely not, man. Um, oh boy, sneezing. What does that add something? Does it like? No, no, no. It's just an, just an involuntary reaction. You just you can't help when you sneeze, right? And you can't like stop. Sp- the f- spray all over it. <laughs> Should be getting sprayed either way, so we don't. Sorry, man. Chris! It's all bodily fluids. It don't matter. Don't matter which part of the body the fluids come from. She's got a face mask on nowadays, so. That would be mad if you're linking the thing of Tinder and then they're wearing their face mask while you're, while you're getting busy. You'd be like, "Why? what is yeah. going on here? Looking like a gimp. <laughs> Out there with the gimp mask. What is that? But, um. Yeah, this yeah is so one for real. Hey? <laughs> <laughs> eh? I said, yeah, this is 2021 for real. This is, this is the future of of a madness in the bedroom right now. Cause right, cause this building on what you just building on what we said there about the uh, the sex. Cause I think this article was shared. We're going, we're, we're making the links now, but mm-hmm. there was an article about uh, choking a partner during sex. Oh, without consent could be made illegal. Oh yeah, that makes sense. I thought it was with, choking a partner during sex without consent could be made illegal un, under new domestic law. Now, this was posted in, in the newspaper. Um, watchdogs are proposing to become a specific criminal offence. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. If they're not consenting and you're choking out someone, then. I mean, yeah, it's problematic to say the least. Right. I mean, the thing about that story is. It's 100 percent right. But how do you implement that? How do you, without it being awkward? Because, you know, like, with sex, I think it's it's an intuitive kind of thing. Mm. If you bring conversation into it, I think that can take away from it for some women. I've heard some women say, like, a man should never ask me for head. He should just kind of, you know, grab me and... And just just take it kind of thing, which is obviously me even just saying that is problematic because a lot of women would be like, what? I would never in my life want anybody to do that. That's absolutely horrible. Um, but for some people, sex is it, it needs to be an intuitive thing. Right. It's like you don't say, can I have sex with you? Can I touch? You? Can I? Uh, excuse me. Uh, excuse me. Tapping it. <laughs> can I? Can uh, excuse me. Can could I you mind? You? Uh, could you possibly? Uh, I was wondering if you'd like to, uh, you know. No, uh, it just, yeah, it just it just sounds mad awkward, doesn't it? It takes takes all of the kind of spontaneity out of it. Um and like, cause sometimes sex is fun when you just randomly do stuff and then they react positively to it. But obviously, when they react ne- negatively, you gotta rein it in and be like, "All right, okay, I won't do that." <laughs> it's it's fight or flight, fam. If you pull out, <laughs> <laughs> if you pull out the hammer, yeah. If you pull out the if you pull out the thing, and then it's like, well, is she either gonna run away or is she gonna is she down for the um? She, is she down? But um, with, with the rough sex thing, down for round two, down for the re, down for the reload. Well, hey, 
I think I think with the with the rough sex thing is you 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 usually get a, a feel for the type of person that you're getting intimate with, and then if you try it and they don't like it, then obviously you don't pursue it. This this was all about uh, women uh, who suffer unwanted choking, gagging, slapping, anything sort of a bit too full on. Um, I could understand them, obviously them not wanting it, but. Um, if you if you got if you got a, a man or a woman and then they're into the, the sort of the rough sex and you're choking them out and doing all types of figure four leg lock and camel clutch and cross face chicken wing and it's logically it makes so much sense in it that you shouldn't do stuff like that without having consent. It's just logical, right? Um, and you should have a conversation, but it's like it's awkward. How do you start that? Like, how do you it's, it's it's an awkward situation. Isn't it? Yeah, you probably have to do it. You have I to say, think, hey, yeah. I, what what are you like sexually? Do you like this? Do you like that? Um, I think you can I, have I, them conversations. I think you can have them conversations with, with with like your partner, or if you're just seeing someone over a drink, or you're chatting, and then when you're getting busy, if you sort of if if you start to grab them by their neck and they're yeah. allowing it then you keep doing, you keep applying pressure. If, if you put their hand on your neck or you put your hand, you put their hand in your face or you, or you grip their hair in a certain way and they're, and they're having it, then you just, yeah, that's it. It's calm. Discreet. You've got to sort of work your way through it. See, but you're, you, it sounds like you're leaning towards not obtaining consent. There are some unwritten. There are some unwritten things that you go ahead with. When when you when you're getting busy with someone, and you say, "Uh, can I kiss you?" Which sometimes you can say. But then if if you're getting if you're getting really passionate, and then you take off their clothes and you take down their pants, you're gonna wait for them to say no, stop. Or you or you're gonna say, "Is this okay?" That's yeah. that's I think the communication. You saying, "Is this okay? Is this all right?" And then they say, "Yes, no," and then you just go from there. I mean, it it sounds. This sounds totally reasonable to me, but I think what the article is saying is don't do that. Obtain consent first. Um, that's what I think the article was basically saying. And I've I've been in um one or two of these 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 Reddit communities where people talk about relationships and stuff, and I do remember reading from time to time the odd woman saying that uh you know she's had sex with a guy and he's been really aggressive and she didn't like it. Um, and then another opinion, like, um, I found it really sexy when a man asked me for consent. Like he asked me, is it okay if I do this? Is it okay if I do it? So we yeah, kind of make fun of I'm it, saying, yeah. but there's, there's going to be like, you know, maybe someone who's, who's been a rape victim before and she's a bit nervous and she's a bit, you know, timid or whatever. So, because you know, you, you got to play it by ear, innit? Like, if you obviously you're you're new with someone, maybe it's the first time. You probably want to take your time and and try and fill them out and work them out and see, you know, what I mean, what kind of partner that you're, you're dealing with there. Um, and the same even if if you've got a partner where you've you've been having a certain type of sex with them for a while, and now you want to spice things up, you can't just start grabbing her, choke slamming her, doing. The- <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna be like what the fuck where did this come from you know what i mean it, that that probably isn't going to be welcome because she's used to you being a certain way so, give it a choke slam who was oh, it's problematic you kind of got to talk about it innit? who was the wrestler that did the choke slam was it the undertaker 
choke slam. Yeah, he did love a, a choke slam and a pile driver as well, didn't he? Yeah, see, I'm not, all, I'm not all for that. Like, obviously, they're consenting, but some, some people like it, but some people don't. It's animalistic, and then, but like you said, we both got to agree to communicate with the person and be like, is this okay? As is this too much? Is this not enough? You know, or more? And then they will let you know. You catch a vibe, man. You catch a vibe. I don't want anyone choking anyone out, man, and having a GBH or anything like that on their hands. So yeah. That's interesting. I don't I don't think it could be like I don't think it should be awkward to 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 have that conversation. I think you can do it, man, no matter what situation you're in. Whether you you've been in a long term relationship and you want to spice things up, or whether you're you're with a new person and, and you wanna see all right, where like what kind of sets can we have? Um I think you can there there is gonna be a way to do it. I just don't know what the best way to do it is. Yeah, I, I don't know, maybe like um you you have a conversation where you're talking about sex. Um I would say probably it's best the first time to take it easy and then maybe the next time to try and work some stuff in, you know? So after the first time you have sex, you can talk about sex. You can have a conversation and say, Yeah, what are you like sexually? Do you prefer to do more adventurous stuff, more rough stuff, or how we did it last time? Is that exactly you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that might be the wave. First time you just take it easy and then you can have a conversation about it and then next time, freeze! Some people get turned off by freaks though. Some people think, right, if you're a freak like this with me, who was you doing this before? Mate, you see, this is the thing about society. We've got all of these, like, I think you said something like an unspoken truth or unwritten rule, that kind of thing. We've got these things where uh, people will feel a certain way. Like people will think, like, if a woman lets go of herself sexually, she's worried that a man will think that, ah, oh, he's going to think I'm an absolute whore. So she might even want you to choke her out and do all of that shit, but she ain't going to say nothing about it. Well, that's when, that's, when you, that's, when you, <laughs> that's when you start to apply a little bit of pressure and you see, you see what happens in it. You see, you see where it takes you. It's, 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 I find this to be such an interesting uh, point of debate, man. Um, I wish we had like uh, I wish we had someone like Kim or uh, someone uh, a female with us that that could give a female perspective on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. I think we're going to get on her podcast and talk that Greece. You know what I mean? That's it. That's it. Right. So we had relationships. How to have and whatever listeners, whoever you're having sex with, stay safe. Say, stay. Uh, put a mask on your face and a mask on your waist. Gee. I like that. I, I like made that. that one up. Thank you. Bars. And uh, remember to remember to wash and consent is everything. And if you're choking them out, you know, look them in their eye when you're doing it. Did you say remember to wash? Yeah, like, come on. They're just dipping their things in and <laughs> not washing. Oh, it's Griezmann. Griezmann. And yeah. women as well. You got to wash off your bits, man. Come on, that. I thought that was an unspoken truth, man. Come on, man. Not always, you know. Yeah. Not always. You got to. Gotta be clean, or sometimes yeah, a bit. Of... Have a shower before sex, man. Straight. Not always. You can be a bit musty and. Well, yeah. I mean, if you're gonna do the, because we were just talking about being more spontaneous. And, yeah, the one away. If you're just to gonna sleep. Yeah, so... yeah, yeah. No, even if you just like finish work and you just on it sometimes. But yeah, man, we're giving yeah, you that anytime. advice. Anytime. anytime. That's it. That's it. Right. What do you want to talk about next? We've got some music. Oh, we've got a few other issues. Well, we've got music and we've got this uh, 
CEO salary thing. Money, money. Bitcoin. Hey, you know, you know, I checked my Bitcoin. You know, I bought some Bitcoin ages ago and I sold it. And then I had about, I had 90p left in my Bitcoin account that I forgot about. I checked it and it, it, bruv, it went up to £10. Wow. 90p to £10. Can you imagine if I'd have put £90 in there or £900, what it would have yeah. been now? Why did you sell it? I sold it when it was... So remember a few years ago when the, the Bitcoin gas was high? Mm. Gas then, up to like $20,000, $25,000. About that, just Bitcoin. below that, just below that. Yeah, I sold around December time, just before that, and I made my money back and I made a little bit of extra money. Mm. And then I, that paid for like some Chris, like Christmas things. And then I didn't really look into it. And then because Bitcoin has gone through the roof again now, I thought, let me just open up my Coinbase account and see what I had in there. And I only had like 90p, like I said, less than a pound. And I checked now. <laughs> it's a tenner. I was like, raw. So big up everyone who's still got their Coinbase, um, Bitcoin, cryptocurrency. You're laughing, mate. You're laughing. Now's the time to sell if you're going to sell. Let me have a quick look and see what's going on on the old crypto markets. So we've currently got Bitcoin at a price of 40,000 USD. I haven't checked these crypto markets in a minute. 40,000. So last Christmas, if you did buy Bitcoin at a price of $20,000, you would have doubled your money if you just held it for a year. I'm saying it's all That's money. insane. So I've got, I got the Coinbase thing and there's all different, like Bitcoin's 30,000. Uh, still ain't worth trash. Ethereum 906, Bitcash 300. So some things are going up, but I don't really know the ins and outs, but big up all those people that are investing their money in them things there i'm not really good on all that but basically i just thought i'd bring it up because i've been watching um watching one tv program and they were talking about uh bitcoin and i know the government i know it's been it's up recently so yeah big like them man big like everyone involved with that it's probably a bit late to jump on the jump on the hype now you gotta find something else to jump on uh, yeah there's loads of crypto coins out there i'm just having a look at the ethereum uh trend and from 12th of January, wait, what's today's date? 8th? Yes, sir. 9th. This starts from the 12th, anyway. 12th of January 2020, right? Ethereum was worth $144. And now it's worth $1,226. So if you'd have bought your crypto coin again this time last year, now that's like a well, it's like times ten basically, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, so this is this is just it, it's enough to let people know that it, you know it, it pays off just being interested in in these things. And if you can, if you can put a little money and try and make an investment, do it. Yeah. I think that's for the new year now. Any spare change I get, I'm going to put into... Because I've got that Trading 212 app, but I've never used it, and I don't really know too much about it. So it's effectively gambling, isn't it? It's effectively putting your money in things that could go up, could go down. But You know, I think the best thing to do with these things is to seek advice, man. Like, you obviously have to become knowledgeable yourself so that you're actually an investor and not a gambler, because there's a difference. Yeah. And you can actually just pay for a financial advisor. You can pay someone who takes the commission. So, you know, they're trying to make money off of using your money. 
Mm, you know mm, what I mean? Mm. So it's like if, if you don't make money, then they don't make money and they take a percentage of what you make. Um, so that might be the best way to go about it. I'm, I'm still actually learning about finance and, um, and investment and everything. Um, so, yeah, um, maybe a bit of advice for people. Go read the book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. That will help you get your um, financial literacy up mm. and then upwards and onwards from there, man. Yeah. You reading anything in the morning? Um, I read the, I've probably talked about this before, um, the MBA book, uh, the 60 minute MBA, um, talking about cash flows and stuff like this. A lot, a lot of the stuff I kind of knew basic principles before, but some of it was new to me. Um, nice. I bought a couple of new books. I haven't read either of them yet. I'm actually just looking for them. I can't bloody see them. Oh yeah, there they are. So I bought, uh, a book that Rich Free 2 wrote. I didn't know he had a book. Oh yeah, yeah. It's called Rapthology. Wow. Hang on, let me see if this cable will stretch. Maybe I can, I can get it. Uh. Got rich free too. Didn't even know. Didn't even know that. Yeah, rap. Rapthology: Lessons in Life and Lyrics. Okay. Is that a new one? Um, when was it? Was the date? Published by William Heinemann, London. And date on it is. I'm not seeing one yet. A couple of pages in, still not seeing one. Well, it's probably newish. It's probably like last couple of years. There's usually a publishing date on in the book somewhere, isn't it? Yeah, the beginning, but no, big up, big up to Rich. I didn't even know that. So yeah, Rapphology is a lesson by example. The lyrics themselves are lessons on life. They draw from things that I've directly experienced and are expressions of my world view um i'm never trying to preach from on a high but i do want to share my perspective on family politics culture and coming up in the school of hard knocks i never got to learn things the easy way there was never a book to guide me through it maybe rapthology can be yours mm. i'm gonna check that out man definitely good shout good recommendation cal um i know what am i reading at the minute i'm reading so Christmas, I've got a good few books for, for presents and stuff, but I'm reading... Uh, 2019, by the way. I just found the date. 20, oh, so recent then. Copy, copyright at Retreat 2019. Right, I'm reading um, this book by Kate Clanchy, C-L-A-N-C-H-Y, and it's Some Kids I Taught and What They Taught Me. And mm. it's all about a secondary school teacher who has learned sort of little things about life through the kids she's taught. Uh, which is pretty interesting. So she teaches in Scotland and in Essex and in East London at the minute and is just using stories about her experiences with pupils and what they've taught her about the word gay and what it means if something's gay or if it's good or bad or the actual being gay. So that's pretty interesting. And I've got British by... Before we move on, uh, I'm guessing what she means is the way that the youth culture uses it. Like yeah, 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 yeah. a kid could say, oh, that's gay, but they don't mean that's homosexual. They mean, no, it just means it's, it's, yeah, but the negative, yeah, the negative connotations behind the word, yeah, that's gay. That means that's lame, which, yeah. uh, which, 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 which kids you probably used to use, but then also the experience of, uh, if you, if you didn't do, uh, the job that your parents did, like working down the, the coal mines or the pits, then you were considered gay. Or if you like to read poetry, mm. you, so basically you considered soft. So, it's just these different um, 
different stories uh, and it's really well written. So I recommend that. And I've also got given uh, Brit-ish on race, identity and belonging mm. uh, by, I want to say this right, Afua Hirsch, A-F-U-A-H-I-R-S-C-H, all about what it means to be British. So some light reading there for the uh, for the January, February period, man. But yeah, getting into the books, um, getting into the Bitcoin. You want to talk about music? How are we doing for time? Let's get onto music, man. Um, yeah, we doing all right. Has a uh, has a game kicked off yet? No, we've got we've got a while, but um, I know there's a few things to get through, so we will keep it moving. Um, no, it's three o'clock, so something must have kicked off. Hang on a minute. Oh, it's FA Cup. It's games throughout the whole day. There's games throughout oh, the whole yeah, day. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like yeah. bad games at three o'clock. Everton done the early kickoff. Go on, Everton. They're through to the next round. No giant killing there. I saw your little post on the uh, on the socials talking about you, you want to see a giant killing in the third round today. Yeah, I um, do love a giant killing, man. I do love an FA Cup story about the mighty have fallen. Um, yeah, no giant killing so far. Oh, Chorley beat Derby County. Is that a giant killing? Uh, sort of. Well, it was the Derby reserves. No one from the first team because they were because of COVID. So they've been playing like all the kids and youth team. It's like what happened with Aston Villa playing their under-23s against a full-strength mm. um, Liverpool team. What division are Chorley in? What? Can't... Oh, no. Can't be Ireland? No. Chorley are like low, low down, man. Non-league. Wow. National league. That, National league. That's what more. I mean. That's what I mean. So, yeah. next round, Chorley could get a big Man United, big Liverpool, big Arsenal... Not so big Tottenham. Right, it's big enough beating Derby County. They're like a, you know, they used to be a Premier League team. That's a result. Championship team with Wayne Rooney, but yeah. Come on. It doesn't have the same appeal when it's the reserves or there's no fans there. If there were fans, they'd be gassed, but. Yeah. Hopefully it won't be too long till fans can return to the stadiums. Um, Wiccan beating Preston North End. Again, not such a giant killing there, I suppose. Uh, yeah, okay, okay. We shall see. Hopefully, uh, Arsenal won't be losing today and Newcastle won't feel like they've slayed a giant. Mm, 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 mm. On to music, right. A uh, few things I watched, music-wise. There was uh, E-40 versus Two Short Versus. <laughs> Bay, Bay Area. I totally skipped <laughs> that one, man. Oh, no uh, way. Did you skip was it? it good? Was it good? Yeah, it was sick. It was oh, sick. Oh, dope. Go on. It was good, man. And um, I didn't know. Well, I knew how I knew how influential the Bay Area was, uh, and too short, obviously, in E40. But I didn't know, and I only watched it today, that Master P was introduced to E40's uncle uh, as a means to help get distribution um, in Master P's early rap career. Imagine that. About that. So I reckon. Well, I mean, I'm I'm a. I'm a semi fan. I do like E40 and Too Short um, to some degree. Uh, I like the beats and I like E40 because obviously he's unique. I mean, we spoke about him before in the past, um, like the, the on one of the podcasts. But yeah, it was a good show, man. It was a good show. They were going back and forth. They were talking a lot of shit about how influential San Francisco and the Bay Area was. Um, the setup was good with the cars in the background. Okay. They, what, they did it outside? They did it in a room. They did it in a space together, yeah. So they were in a space together. It wasn't like a club, like Gucci and 
um, young Jeezy was, but it was in like a, it was in a big room with car, two cars in the background. The DJs were behind them. It's worth watching, man, just because some of the just talking about their independent hustle and talking about how they remained independent in the late eighties, the nineties, two thousands. Yeah. Self, self, self-made, self-contained, and too short, still going, man. Still, still talking about, you know, smacking a bitch. <laughs> you know what like as a young man listening to too short that stuff was absolutely magic man it's almost like fantasy rap like he's living like a fantasy lifestyle that you're listening to and as a young lad you're just like oh my god that sounds so amazing he's got all of these women he's got all of these cars and you know what i mean and he's just living that pimp lifestyle that just seems so cool mm. um but i think i kind of grew out of it a little bit i kind of got older and just thought you know, uh, maybe not the kind of music I want to listen to so much yeah. anymore. But throwback, nostalgia, and all of that. Go back and put on some too short. Yeah, hell yeah, man. Why not? It's worth watching, man. In the background, even listening to in the background. So that was dope. And um, on the UK side of things, there was a Potter Paper documentary. So Potter Paper, we're a big fan of his on the show. Uh, Barkin's very own. We dropped Training Day Free. Um, mixtape album you could call it out of prison and it bangs definitely recommend that but he basically filmed he filmed the whole experience so i'm a big fan of whenever artists record the making of a project you know when they're filming them sort of in the studio they're filming them working with producers they're filming them on video sets they're filming them as they've just come out and they're roaming around well he's documented everything and it's it's real good to see someone as hard working and as talented uh, and someone who's been bubbling, like on the underground, for such a long time, uh, to to now get a bit more prominence. I think it charted. I think it was like number three in the charts and the national charts or something. And he's been smashing it, man. And you know, and that's really worth a watch. It's about forty minutes, and he drops a lot of gems in it as well. And you can tell that he's 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 on it. He's humble. He's sick. He's one of the best rappers in the UK, I think. Just for bars. Just for like non-stop barring just doesn't stop man you love pot of paper so much you're actually inspiring me to want to pay a bit more attention to him uh, you got it's got to be done man like just yeah, for, he's rapping the ends man so you know what i mean we need to get behind that just for straight bars of like non-stop rapping like just like hungry like street corner back in the day dvds and he's mm-hmm. And it's a, watch the documentary, Cowers. It's really well put together, man. And it's all self-made as well. So I think, I don't know if he did it with GRM Daily or he did it with himself, but it's, or Link Up, but it's it definitely worth watching, man. Um, and then sort of uh, the setbacks that he's had and he's just, he's kept a, he's kept it going. And it's a solid project anyway. So training, training day three, definitely listen to the music if you've not and definitely watch the documentary if you haven't. Um, I've got, I haven't listened to this yet, but you put we put uh, Sunny Jim's hooked up with Juggernaut and the Fly Hooligan. I think this was for Polo Palace, I think, project. I don't know if you've had a chance to listen to that yet. Exactly that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was banging that the other day. <clears throat> and um, what can I say? It really does bang. Like, um, obviously, your boy Sunny Jim, you don't mess around, man. And um, neither does the Fly Hooligan. And uh, they've gone and got Juggernaut on there as well. I think Juggernaut actually makes beats and raps. I think maybe he's a rapper producer or maybe he just rhymes. I might be mistaken there. But 
um, yeah, the the project is freaking dope, man. Polo Palace, Palace Polo. So you know they're talking about kind of like those fly kind of streetwear fashion brands, mm-hmm. um, and it's like a luxury. It's like a street luxury street rap album. Three UK rappers going hard over like some dusty kind of vinyl sampled beats. Um, can't go wrong, man. If you love that type of lane right there, this is gonna be right up your street. Definitely, definitely, yeah. I'm a big fan of theirs, so I'm gonna definitely gonna check that out. Big up everyone in Nottingham and of course Birmingham. Um, Fly Hooligan, I'm not sure where he's from, but big him up nonetheless. I think a lot of the beats are all he's done a, by Jug. He's a West London man. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's from. Um, you might know know him as Iron Braids. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And he was in the Triple Darkness crew. Yeah, 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 yeah. Big him uh, up. That's that's a solid project, man. We definitely check that out. Polo Palace, um, uh, from the UK. And I want to shout out um someone else we had on the show, uh, recently again, Genesis Elijah with uh, he dropped another record, um, and he dropped the video. Where is it? Genesis, basically. It's a bit more of a garagey beat to it as well, a bit more of an up. Oh, you're uh, talking about Paris? No, not Paris. He dropped um, oh. a word. It's called A Word, and he dropped it literally on the 8th, so the other day, but it's produced oh, by... Oh, he did put out a new single, didn't he? Yeah, yeah it's produced by Pastor Duchy and Shapes, who I think did Paris as well, um, and it's basically... Um, what you tune was like some auto-tune or something. Yeah, he's he's singing the hook and he's basically saying he wants to have a word with himself for how proud he is to keep grafting and mm. the video is all self-made again, self-contained. I mean, hats off to Genesis Elijah. He's been doing the video interviews with artists um, in the UK, so definitely watch that if you want to brush up on your history of like UK acts. And he's been grafting, man. Like the Paris record got a lot of noise. This is similar, like in terms of the tempo of the beat, um, maybe not as catchy or as mainstream as Paris is mm. or could be but it's definitely consistency is key so big up Genesis Elijah I wanted to shout him out there on mm. that one big that, up, is big up. that is solid um, I watched this drill cipher and it was quite hard to watch in parts because um, I don't know I like the energy from it so basically like a lot of the top drill guys was on it so they had unknown T millions um everyone from unknown t's crew like they had the guy that v9 who wears like um the deadpool mask he wears some sort of mask and it had digger d and they were they were doing a a cypher like a 16 bar cypher and it had the energy of like a grime cypher with the wheel up and everyone saying each other's bars and jumping around but it was Mm. it was obviously drill which is like which is rap uh some of it was hard to watch because loads of the lyrics were blanked out for whatever reason for obviously baiting up themselves or like really <laughs> too much crud in those rounds too there, much incriminating evidence um and then also just their breath control and spitting i think just because it was just i don't know maybe they just smoked too much or it's just too fast so some of it was a bit some of the artists were a bit you could leave it uh and they all sounded the same except for uh, millions who stole the show, who for me is like the best in drill at the minute. I think if I'm thinking about this new drill wave, um, so yeah, shout out to Groundworks, man. I thought that freestyle was flipping hard, bro, mm. absolutely hard. And um, <clears throat> I thought there was a couple of standout MCs in there. Um, I, I, I'm not going to pretend like I know who all of them are, 
Um, but Digger D, I think he's a standout one. Yeah, he's standout. Yeah, he's, he's left. The guy with the plaits and the glasses. Yeah, yeah. Plats and the shades. There was one guy who got mad reloads. Mad reloads. Like every time he, like, he was spitting this one rhyme and, it, and it, like, he couldn't finish the bar. They, had, they pulled it up like two, three times. Did he have his hood up? Was he the yeah. I think yeah. that was millions. I think that's millions. The guy from okay. Birmingham. Okay. Okay. But what's there was one guy who had like a bit of a Jamaican kind of twang in his voice when he was rapping, and he was hot. And there was one or two guys that sounded sick. Like you know, like you can tell the difference in a cipher between someone who's like an artist and then someone who's just spitting two two bars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The artist is really about their their like the performance art and making sure that they sound crystal clear. You can hear every single word. And then there's another guy that's just kind of like muffled and just moving, 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 moving just spitting. Holding and the mic. How, how they hold the mic. How, how a lot of these men hold the mic is, is critical, man, because... If you're cupping rule, the mic and everything, like... No yeah, one can rule hit. number one, don't cup the mic, man. Hold the mic properly. Um, but what was good as well, and if people want to check it out, obviously those that might not be too familiar with drill, but um, on the Groundwork Cypher, like you said, they someone's put the timestamps of the whole Cypher... So, so from like minute one up until bloody minute two, one, one hour, 17 or whatever, they've, they've timestamped each artist. So you can just go to your favorite artist, click on the timestamp and it will take you to their little eight bar or 16 bar, whatever it is. Yeah, that's dope. That must have been a nightmare. Whoever done that, the editing, that must have been a fucking nightmare. (laughs) I've done a good job, man. Whoever they are, shout you out, man. That's dope. Yeah, but... um, That's what you want, because you know what? Just like you said, like, there's some artists in there that you don't want to listen to, and it's an hour and 20 minutes of bars. Like, personally, I think it's too long. Yeah. But if they're going to do it in a way where, you know, you can... It's easily accessible. You can just see, all right, this is who Grime, or this is who Drill is right now. Mm. So it's good to have everyone there. And then at the same time, give you the ability to just filter and, you know what I mean, and go to to your favourite guys. Yeah, man, that's dope. I like that. Yeah, it was good. I mean, it was interesting. Like you said, it is is a very long time. And considering this is for an audience who are half our age, I mean, obviously we're not, we're not, I, I used to be anti-Drew, obviously on the podcast I said I didn't like it, I thought the beats were whack and the rapping was all the same. I still to some degree think a lot of the rappers all sound the same. No, you I, had a I, strong I, opinion. Like you had a proper rant about how it's causing them to all go out and stab people. No, I never said that. Blah, 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 blah. They all listening to this music. It's the general music. I never said the music was <laughs> causing kids to go out there. <laughs> That's one thing I definitely didn't say. But I did say that the beats, a lot of the beats were, were, were like that gun lean beat was like whack as fuck, man. That, like, them, them type of tinny beats I hated, man. But, um, and uh, a lot of the rappers are just like, just, is dead but a few of them coming through I do like and I can like I can appreciate now obviously it's not for me I'm not you know I'm not one of these young guns out on the road or whatever or even trying to uh, f- live this facade of, of liking it and living it but I can appreciate what they're doing what's interesting just quickly before we move on you saying that it's quite long it's like well over an hour for a cipher considering the kids nowadays their their attention span is next to zero the fact that could this cipher keep their attention for as long as it does would be interesting. But the fact that they've timestamped every artist and, and each artist's little bit is no longer than 30, 40 seconds. So rather than watch the whole thing, I think a lot of them are just clicking on X, Y, and Z artists and just quick intake. Cause people nowadays, they, 
they don't have the attention span to, to listen through everything or watch something in length. So interesting how they've packaged it up in that respect. But um, yeah, man, I'm a, I, I don't mind drill now. I like some of it, obviously. It's the voice of the the voice of the streets, as Kenny Allstar says. Uh, but I don't think it incites violence. I don't think it. I think it's just a reflection of what's going on. You know, I don't think music can incite anything really. People have to just parent their kids, and govern their kids, and stop blaming music. Yeah. And a lot, a lot of people will point towards it because, of course, there is a lot of violent uh, content in in the lyrics. I mean, that's how young men are. Young men feel strong. They feel confident. They, they're boisterous. They, you know, they want to feel like a bad man and they want to tell everybody how bad that they are and I'm better than you and you ain't as bad as me. And that's just kind of how it goes. And then they talk about how bad, what kind of badness they will do, you know? And, you know, maybe when you get older, you don't talk that talk so much anymore. But that's just, it's just a young man kind of boys will be boys kind of thing. You yeah, know? of course. No, um, I think, yeah. I, but I, I, at the same time, I do appreciate that people can be influential like somebody can listen to that and somebody who doesn't have a whole lot of sense can be influenced by somebody who is you know just making music and think yeah it's all about being bad and that's all about being better than the next man and i'm gonna go do something based on that i, I see that opinion there but then i always kind of go back and say well when you look at all of the violent atrocities throughout history like no one was listening to rap music, like, you know what I mean? Like, think about it. Violence is just a problem in society. It's got yeah. nothing to do with music, man. Yeah, violence is this, yeah, built in. And, and I mean, look, you can you can say religion. <laughs> Religions cause more murders yeah, and deaths. Come then. on, when the Crusades were on, and people were, were going around forcing, being forced to become <laughs> Christians and Catholics and whatever, you know, no one was listening to flipping. Digger D and millions and other T. <laughs> <laughs> it's the it's the same thing that people said about Grime. Um, flipping. When did Grime pop? Two thousand three, four, five. So it's the same thing people were saying. Bat, uh, power was getting shut down, and then even before that, gangster rap or even like Onyx and Mob Deep and West Coast rap. You know what I mean? So it's. Um, you know, it's 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 all the it's all the same. It's music's music, and it's down to to parents, communities, and other people to 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 govern and look after their young men in particular, so they're not going out doing all this this foolishness. Make sure people are well-rounded, like with their mental capacities, with their ability to reason. Mm. You know what I mean? Because there's some people that listen to violent music, and they'll be like, mm, like they might use it for motivation, like when they're in the gym or when they go for a run. Trust um, me. You know what I mean? To get them pumped up, and that's it. You know, or some people they'll listen to it when they're in their car and they're going for a drive, and you know, and 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 it kind of just feels good. It's like aggressive music. You know, there's a yeah. time and a place for it. Um, so that's that's how it should be used. I don't know. Do you think like maybe an artist has some kind of a responsibility? to let people know that if they're making violent music then maybe they should explain and say listen man i'm not trying to inspire people to go out and become violent in life i'm just making you know i've been inspired by something and i've written this this piece this 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 piece of poetry that i am made rhyme and cut to a soundtrack you know yeah maybe i think they should, maybe they should, should they do that um, 
Yeah, I think I think there's no such thing as I think there's music. I don't think it's violent music. I think it's music. How people interpret the music is different. So you you and I might listen to the same thing, same record, and be and take it in two different ways. Um, I think they just. I've, I don't think it's violent music. I think it's just like their lifestyle reflecting what's going on. But I definitely think that people have to say, look, this is this is a music reflecting my life. I don't condone, you know, we don't condone the roads. We don't condone carrying a knife, carrying a gun. Um, duh, 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 duh. This is what we had to do to get out. And I think a lot of artists do say that. Artists say it's entertainment. Obviously, they don't want to be incriminated. Artists are saying, don't go down this route, um, you know, we don't condone it. So I definitely feel artists should say that and do say that. But uh, I think even even on the plus, even on the other side, like you make you make the stallion changing the background up on me, yeah? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, don't do that one. That's some dead uh, Microsoft Paint thing. I'm thinking like even Cardi B, make the stallion, they should even say disclaimers of like, it's just party music. You shouldn't be skinning out and you should have sex uh, when you're of age and with respect in your partner. And you know what I mean? You should, you know, respect your body as well, which they probably do as well. So it's, it's a bit of both, but, um, okay. So yeah. thinking about it in a practical way, how would we apply that? Would it be, uh, like they do a video on their social media or something and just say, Hey, listen, man, I'm about to put out a single and you know, <clears throat> If there's if there's a, a bit of sexually provocative um, tone to it, then you know I'm not saying I'm not want people to go out and be hoes and be slags and whatever. I'm just saying you know, I'm just making music, just expressing myself. Yeah, I think well back in the day we used to have the parental advisory sticker on a CD. Do you remember? Mm, yeah. And if if you weren't if your parents saw that, depending on your how strict your household was, if you was at a shop, you couldn't always buy them them CDs. You know, people don't often do that these days, but they did do that on the new Griselda project. We don't have CDs anymore, do we? We don't have... They put it on the artwork, so even if you download it... Good. Yeah, then you can see it on the artwork. Good, good. But this is, again, down to parents and, and, and families governing what their children watch and what their children listen to and what their children are exposed to. You can't be blaming drill artists or rap artists or uh, Meg or Cardi B or... Um, that Doja, I watched the latest Doja Cat and Sweetie Hello. song. Uh, hello. Oh, did you see it? No, but just as soon as you say Doja Cat, I'm like, hello. Oh, fam, I sent you the video. The, the song is the song is awful, but the video is 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 mad. But it's down. To, it's th- these artists are putting out art. They're putting out, you know, it's art at the end of the day, and how you interpret it is down to you. So the same way you wouldn't watch a porno or an 18 year film with a with a young person, a child, the same way you shouldn't be exp- exposing them to that. And if they do get exposed to that, then you need to talk to them and have a have a, a, a conversation. The same way they're listening to Little Mix songs, and you know how much sex, you know how much sex lyrics uh, are woven into Little Mix and Ariana Grande songs and all of that. I'm sure there's a lot. Um... And that's what I'm saying. So it's you know. So it's, it's everywhere, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, but I think artists say, you know, when they have their interviews, when they when they do their social media chats, you know, they just need to be sharing the video now. Yeah, I just started watching the Doja Cat video. Oh, you scumbag! Focus, focus on me, man. Focus, yeah, focus man. I'm, I'm listening. I'm listening. You know, it's just little background entertainment for me. There, you're listening, it? but you're not hearing me, brother. <laughs> <laughs> 
Don't let me get all righteous on you, man. Don't let me get all like Dr. Umar on you. Oh, uh, man's gonna start using behavior management techniques on me. Go sit on the naughty step. Listen, brother, you're watching all that. You need to be listening. I'm joking. I'm joking. Listen, right. Um, talking to Griselda, I, I watched the uh, the clip. So they're putting out a film, or they're helping produce a film, Conflicted, and they're doing the original soundtrack. Um, do you know what it made me think of back in the day when Rockefeller did uh, Streets is Watching and State Property and all these sort of independent films that were put out by labels and Master P did. I've got the hookup. So I love seeing independent labels carrying on. You're still watching the video, innit? You're not even listening to me. I'm bro. listening, man. You're talking about Master P <laughs> and, and the independent <laughs> hustle and that, man. Come on now. Come on now. I'm, I'm joking, man. Yeah, but boom. Um, it'll be interesting to see the film. Uh, we're obviously big fans of Griselda. We're big fans of everything they do. And uh, the film the film should be great. Hopefully it's not too bad. My brother-in-law sent me some drill um, mini docuseries. I don't know if you saw that. There's like a five-part series uh, by Drilling on mm-hmm. SBTV. Um, oh, SBTV? Yeah, so SBTV did a few episodes. It's, it's about a year old now. Some of it's a bit more recent, but it's a five-part um, mini-series to do with, like, the dramas around young drill artists about to blow. Um, so that should be interesting. Um, so, yeah, that's that's what I've been watching on the, on, on the video front. One more video as well, other than the Doja Cat, Skin Out, Skin Out shorty thing but i want to big up uh my young friends um get rich quick crew so basically i'll send you the link but basically these two young boys they're twins but they're decent rappers man and they dropped this uh two times freestyle so check that out so basically everyone just just go search grq two times freestyle so two i-m-e-s freestyle grq Sen and NC get rich mm. quick. So big up them doing their thing, man. Little uh, big up, big up. Little rap video, independent. I'm gonna forward it to you. See what you think. And um, yeah, man. I'm just gonna shout out all of the Doja Cat fans and say like, <laughs> if if you're someone who likes Doja Cat, get onto her YouTube channel because she's actually got something called Hot Pink Sessions, and uh, she's been doing a number of videos, probably like being in lockdown and you know what I mean not being able to go out and about so a lot of people are doing these visual online things now okay and yeah and she's been doing her hot pink sessions one of them's got 1.5 million views on it it's done pretty well um and there's there's quite a few of them so yeah go fill your boots up Doja Cat fans she's doing her thing she's a she's she wrote the backlash a bit about being in that uh that racist chat room and and doing the um didn't she do a song about what was the word that she used um some derogatory term about people from like mixed race. Um, so yeah, she survived, she survived a bit of backlash really there. Um, so derogatory on purpose or? I, she said she didn't know. She Edson said she didn't Cavani know. Words. Not the Cavani, but like a cultural one. Um, she said she didn't know and she was apologetic, but remember she was in the chat room with all them, rep, like all them white guys and she was. Uh, what did she say? Half cast. No, 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 no. She said something else, man. Something like, dun- not Dundas, but something like that. Okay. Oh, yeah, it was a thing a while back, man. It was like um, last summer. 
Kafkast is an interesting one. Like, a couple of men got a podcast by that name now and everything. Um, it's an interesting one. The history behind that word. Yeah, but words that you would have used years ago, you can't use now. Um, hey, I noticed that our language is littered with speech from yesteryear that is very inappropriate. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, it just kind of takes the joy out of being able to be free, you know, because you kind of have to, you have to look at everything, scrutinise everything. <laughs> oh, you're right, man. You're fucking mad sneezes, right? You got the coronavirus. Nah, what I should have done is I should have blown my nose after the first one, but because I didn't, I've kind of still got the lurgy in my nose, and I just been. Let me just go blow my nose. Right, just like that, you're just gonna just throw the mic down and just leave the fuck. <laughs> right, big up all the listeners while Cal's blowing up his nose and hopefully not messing with the audio. <laughs> oh, the way the way you threw the headset down there, that was like you were some disgruntled call center worker. He's like, I've had enough. I'm through it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no one's buying these bloody kitchens. No, I've worked in a call centre, man. That was like the deadest job ever. Yeah, we've all been there. I hated it. That was my first... I think that was my first proper job. Um, doing telesales. When I was about 16. Flipping out. What time? Yeah, man. Um... What else have you got on the agenda? Anything to wrap up with TV? So what we were watching. Uh, talking of call centres oh, and offices. Oh, any more music? Sorry, go on. Did we shout out Parcelli already? Oh, no, we didn't. Go on. He won. Yeah, go on. Shout out Parcelli. Is it Parcelli? Is it Parcelli? I think it's Parcelli. I haven't heard anyone say his name yet. I'm going to par it by saying his name wrong, probably. But um, he's not J Hus, although he is basically a J Hus clone, you could argue. Um but he has his own little flavour. But yeah, this guy out of East London has basically won the BBC Music... Uh, where is it? Where's the article? Parsaloo wins BBC Sounds of 2021. I am the voice of the voiceless. So he's won the music, uh, BBC's Music Sound of 2021. Um, his, fr- his song Frontline... Uh, that was a big tune. That was a big song. That 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 was a proper. J- I thought that was Jay Huss basically, but hey ho, maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm just being hating. But um, nah, he's clearly inspired by Jay Huss. I don't think yeah, nothing wrong I with don't that. Think yeah, there's anything wrong with, with comparing them to Jay Huss. They got some sound. Yeah, but um, oh, he says he's from Coventry. I thought it was from East. Um, Gambian. He's got uh, one video. I saw one of his videos where he shoot it, shot it on the bits as well. Yeah. Born in Slough, six years childhood in the Gambia before being sent to Coventry. Because that used to be a saying, in it, during the war, when you send them to Coventry. That was that was the saying during the Second World War, uh, being sent to Coventry. So I thought there was a link with that. But, uh, yeah, he's, he's a dope artist. Uh, bit of a... I don't know, I wouldn't really say an Afrobeat. He's a bit more, bit more to him than that. But, um, yeah, big him up. And I know Ryan likes him a lot as well, so... He was he was onto him first, to be honest. You know, now that you've said that, I haven't actually downloaded his mixtape, so I'm gonna go and get that. Send them to Coventry. Let's go. Yeah, big up Parson, big up BBC. Yeah, man, Sound of 2021. That is a huge look. Congratulations. Mm. Right, what we got here? Quick TV. Uh, obviously Christmas and New Year's, and it's it being tier four, tier five. People was watching more TV. Um, 
what did I watch? I watched Bridgerton, which basically the missus and I got into. So I recommend that. That was like some period drama. Um, that was really good. And then I watched Queen's Gambit for all the chess lovers. That's really good. And do you play chess, Cal? Can you play chess? I used to. I haven't played in quite some time. Probably haven't played in about a year or two. Mm. And then I watched Industry, which I was talking to Ash about, and that was it's set in the office, and that's a HBO show filmed in London, uh, basically all about office workers and office lifestyle and working in a bank, and that was really interesting. That was good. I like that a lot. So, yeah, those were my recommendations. Oh, um, yeah, I, I don't think I've watched much on TV recently. Um, I asked a German friend for uh, to recommend a German film. I watched that. Um, so I'm, I'm not going to pass that recommendation off. I don't think it's something everyone would like. Um, what else have I watched? I was thinking, I saw that news report about Jelaine Maxwell. I was thinking I haven't finished watching that um, Jeffrey Epstein documentary on Netflix. I did get to an episode where they were talking about Jelaine and her involvement in that. And uh, she is balls deep in her case. <laughs> Um, and they've been denying her bail and you know she's pleading not guilty but you know if you watch the documentary and stuff it's not looking good man they've got to find someone they've got to find someone to pin it on and um since Epstein was obviously um made to look like he killed himself you know was uh was was killed you know was obviously killed somehow uh and the prince interesting the way you huh? worded it yeah, man. Oh, come on. Definitely, bruv. Come on. It's so obvious. Like he's, <laughs> They needed to get rid of him and they got rid of him ASAP. Um, so she's going to be, you know, the full guy, as it were. Maybe. Um, so, yeah, I might get back onto that. I did watch Martin Lawrence. He's got a comedy special. Got a bit of stand-up on Amazon Prime Video. Any good? Uh, I mean, for me, like, when you get the old boys come back, it's kind of like, you know, when a boxer comes out of retirement, it's kind of like that. I think Dave Chappelle was probably the only one that took a long hiatus and then came back and came back with a bang. But I think most for most other people, when they take a huge break and they come back, it's not really that 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 much of a successful return. Yeah. And because the thing about it is like, it's like, say like Eddie Murphy came back and started doing stand-up now. Like, Back in the day, Eddie Murphy, when he did Raw and when he did Delirious, he was young and he was fearless, you know? Mm. And he was talking all kinds of smack. And that's what, you know what I mean? Talking that smr. And that's what made it so good because it, it was Raw. It was like, yo, this is, this is bananas. This is, this is crazy. Mm. Um, and that's how Martin Lawrence was when he was young. I mean, so like this guy's bonkers and he's so much high energy like his, his act was like it was like a proper act to watch him going up and down the stage and just being animated and and, and energetic um, do you know what I mean he was a fit young guy he probably could have played sports or something do you know what I mean but now when you know you're an old man and you, your, your, your belly's hanging over the belt <laughs> line and you know you got kids your kids are all grown like you know 
it's clearly not going to be the same, is it? It's going to be something else. So for a new audience, maybe they would love it. But for people that remember the old kind of styles, yeah, you know, there'll be some moments in there, but it just won't be the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Certain ones, certain, certain comedians from the 90s to, to, to carry on over, um, not always possible. Um, right, I just checked it was MF Doom's birthday today as well. 50, right. 50th birthday. Could have turned 50 today. Um, like, I think he's made a huge impact, man. He's made a huge impact in those 50 years. God bless his life. Thank you, God, for his life, man. He was dope. Mm, mm, mm. Um, and God bless everyone doing this bus it challenge on 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 social media as well. Oh yeah, what's this one? I don't know, but it looks interesting. Right, to... Looks more, more more misogyny and sort of women uh, dancing and. <laughs> There's always something that comes into it, isn't it? There's never like a bus it. Oh, bus spelt like E U S S double S. Oh. Oh, this... Yeah, anyway. Oh! oh God forgive me if I bust my nine. God forgive me if I bust my nine. I don't want to get locked up like Shine. I actually saw one of these on Insta, just scrolling. But I didn't realise um, it's one of these TikToks. Okay. Hey, bust it, bust it, bust it. God forgive me if I bust my nine. Right. That being said, are we good? I think that's it, man, isn't it? TV, music, MF Doom, Kim and Kanye, choking during sex, how to have better sex, drill music, discussed it all. Episode 85, original. Original banter boys jump on the banter bus. You know, you know, you know. It's so scandalous. Yeah, this busset challenge, you're going to get lost in this. If you're watching that Doja Cat thing, you're going to be watching this busset challenge all day long. (laughs) (laughs) I've had a little gander still. Um, We ain't got nothing left on the the schedule, have we? No, I think we're good, man. It's It's been a solid episode, as always. Thank you for listening. Yeah, um, make sure that you catch us on the socials at Beer Rap Bants, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, we don't really use the Facebook too tough no more, but if you you know if you're on there, you can holler at us. Um, and then Ben's gonna set up a TikTok and he's gonna do the Bussy Challenge. So you can no play. hell no 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 no. I don't know about that. It's only women, and I don't know about women, and I'm not doing that fun. But anyway, enjoy the Bussy Challenge. Uh, happy birthday, Doom, RIP, and everyone stay safe. Wash your hands, wear your face mask, and have a good week. We are. Peace. Peace.